I, I guess people, uh, I guess I was lucky actually to get uh, connected to a lot of people that saw our work and they really liked it and they wanted to use it in some way for the Olympics. Everything happened in a really organic way. Like one person saw it and then they passed it to another person and so on and so forth. And that's, you know, like a year and a half later, we're involved in 16 projects for the Olympics. It's, it is 16, isn't it? Yeah. That's incredible. Um, now, can you, which was the first one that you started to, that you knew was going to be part of the Games? Well, actually, at the beginning, I thought we were going to work on a bunch of projects, Olympic projects for Richmond. And those projects, they actually never never really happened. But um, after that, we started working on, uh, we had conversations with the Olympic Village for a long time, uh, since the beginning. They Somehow they found my work, they loved it, they wanted to incorporate it somehow into the, the salt buildings for the athletes to to do interactive stuff while they were hanging out. And uh, one of the things they really liked was the graffiti wall, which is a project that we started three years ago. Um, and that, one, that's, that was the one that we knew who was going to always be there. And unfortunately for the rest of us, we, we don't have access to the Athletes' Village, so, so we, we can't actually play with it. But we can see it on your website, and, and there is sort of a smaller version of it at the BC Pavilion. There's a, a tiny small version of it in the BC Pavilion, and there's a bigger version of it at the BC Hydro Building, part of the, um, the they call it the Energy Smart Village. So that's one. Those those two are, are ones that people could go and, and touch yeah, and play with. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was lucky enough to get a tour of the BC Pavilion before it opened, and um, I did that with a photographer named Chris Krug, and and he was just uh, he, I couldn't get it, he, we couldn't get him away from that the graffiti wall. <laughs> he was having so much fun. That's great. That's exactly the kind of uh, that's really when if you look at the kind of work that we do, that's what we want to do. Like that's the the ultimate achievement for us is to to get somebody so engaged with something that. They kind of want to hang out and then and enjoy their experience there. That's all. That's why we do what we do. It is. A, it is an interesting um, thing both to watch and to do because, particularly with the graffiti wall, but all of your work, it feels a bit like you're painting with light. And it, there's something magic that seems to happen when you start to move and the lights change, or you, uh, in terms of the graffiti wall, you're drawing with your hands and the and the light sort of seems to erupt out of your fingertips. It's very exciting. Yeah. We really like that that aspect of creating like a really natural experience for for people. And then, though we're not a light company at all, a lot of the projects that we do end up being around lighting. And we have developed a lot of like new technology around LED systems and ways of controlling them to create like you know like we like to say on the PC pavilion we have this large chandelier with 101 uh, globes. Made of, made of a paper origami, and in each in uh, each one of them, there's like a custom LED module that is controlled from a computer, so we can create different like uh, kind of like motions with with the light and things like that. And uh, another project we worked on with lighting was for the BC Pavilion too, where we created these uh, tubes that have two light modules, one at the top and one at the bottom, and those are also controlled from a computer. Uh, and we can do all kinds of things with them, and it just they create this like really beautiful experience that uh, that just light can do. Yeah, I find it very um, intriguing that there is behind all of this, or somewhere involved in these projects, a huge amount of technology that's totally invisible to the user. Like there's no keyboard, there's no interface really, um, uh, you know, per se. It's not like a like like 
sitting down at a computer. It's very um, simple to use, and yet I know that somewhere behind there, there's a huge amount of technology. Yeah, like, just like like you said, like in the VC pavilion, let's say we have uh, 15 computers inside a server room, tons and tons of wiring, uh, a lot of stuff going on. At the Vancouver uh, um, Vancouver pavilion, we have. Uh, five computers inside this table, and all you can interact is just the surface. And uh, uh, but it really, that's I, I think that really captures w- w- another of the things that we try to do. That it is uh, make the, the technology invisible. And then though we on our everyday development, we have to work with keyboards and mi- mice and stuff like that in computers. Once the product reaches the audience, I, I don't want them to see any of that, and I don't want them to. It's not really about the technology; it's really about the experience. I have to imagine that this international stage for your work has been, you know, both exciting for you, but also, I mean, you must wake up in the morning and and hope that all of it is still working properly. That's exactly the way I feel. (laughs) In in a way, it's it's also kind of like the exciting part. You know, something doesn't work exactly the way you thought it was going to work, but you fix it on the way and nobody can see it. and, And yeah, and it's all great. So, but it is, uh, it is stressful, too. All of these devices interact with people, and you don't always know how many people are going to be there or how what they're going to be doing or how they're going to actually use the, yeah, the devices, right? Totally. Especially, yeah, when you have 5,000 people going through uh, um, one pavilion every day, uh, many things can go wrong. Uh, it's a lot of people, and then all kinds of uses, like you're saying, you know, we people are just, like, banging on, 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 uh, on touch screens and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, luckily, everything held together really, really well. Now, what was your background? How did you, uh, how did you come to to do this kind of work? Uh, well, my background is I, I started. As a, I'm from Uruguay, uh, and I started working when I was very young. When I was 16, I was uh, working in design and opened my design studio when I was uh, 19, and I was there until when I was 26 or 27 when I moved back, moved to Canada for the first time, and I always loved uh, design and I always loved creating things. Uh, I always loved creating things with my hands uh, since I was a little kid. When computers came, uh, I got really excited with the computers and I got into design and stuff like that. And then um, when the internet came up, uh, I got really interested in, in creating interactive interactivity, you know, like taking, you know, pushing the computers towards uh, making something more like smarter than just, you know, like just designing like paint pieces. And so I worked on that for a while here in Canada, and soon after I started getting interested, uh, back in probably like 99, into taking the experience outside of the computer and into the real world. And I just I got really passionate about it and did tons of research. And in 2006, I finally got my around creating a product, a project, um, and this project was really successful. And that's what it got me into into what I do today full time. Well, it's beautiful stuff, Alex, and and uh, I would encourage anyone in Vancouver currently to, to to go and find it and and play with it, and also to check your website because there's lots of examples of the work you've done in the past online for people to look at. Is there are there projects coming up in, in Canada or in Vancouver that uh, people could look forward to seeing uh, after the games? Like really after the games, I have no idea what's going to happen. All, all the efforts for the last probably six months have been. Focusing, focus on, on completely on the Olympics and everything else has like falling to the to the, to the sidelines. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen after the Olympics, but uh, yeah, I'm sure we're going to have we're going to be working on other other interesting things too. Like we always do. Like we like we no matter if it is client work or our own projects, 
we're constantly coming up with new ideas and then testing and prototyping new stuff. And a lot of the stuff that we do just comes from that. You know, we come up with an idea, we make a prototype, we put a video online, and we get a, an email from the other end of the world saying that they're interested in that, and then we work on that. And that's it's really it's kind of it's very interesting how things work nowadays with uh you know with the internet and how how much reach we have with just little simple videos that we put of prototypes online and, and the kind of phone calls and emails that we get is 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 it's really cool. So the website is tangibleinteraction.com. And yes. Alex, thank you very much for your time. Oh, thank you.